And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there, Weed with Hollowed Out, as chosen by Cole from Pizza Punks, who again, if you didn't catch what I talked to Cole about, is having an exhibit tonight at the Couch Gallery. He's going to be giving away free pizza and going to be showing a lot about his zine artwork. Zine artwork is going to be on the wall, giving away lots of his pizza punk zine. That's at the Couch Gallery, 10330 30, 30 East 6th Avenue, Pizza Punks party tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Coming up on an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show, an interview with Diplo from Daytona Beach, Florida. And to prepare you for DJ Diplo from Daytona Beach, Florida, thought I would play you a bunch of Daytona Beach Garage Rock from the 1960s. Gonna play something by The Nightcrawlers, Little Black Egg, Two Thirds Baby by The Two Thirds, and Half Your Life by The Hungry Eyes. All from Daytona Beach, all from the 1960s. And then an interview with Diplo, DJ Diplo from Daytona Beach, Florida on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. Here's the Night Crawlers from Daytona Beach with Little Black Egg, who's Dip to Diplo's mom went to school with. And I 
are you? I'm Diplo. Diplo, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thanks for having me, Nardwar. Diplo, right off the bat, I have a gift for you. Some Rotary Connection. I love Rotary Connection. I love them a lot. Yeah, what can you tell the people Rotary Connection and Peace Christmas as it is a seasonal time right now? I don't know what about this record you, you want me to talk about, but I love Rotary Connection. I love Mini Ripperton. I love, uh, did I sample this record? Maybe I did. I was thinking if you already have this record, it might be good for a gift. This one. This is the one I don't have, actually. I passed this one up a lot because I wasn't... You can't really get a lot of great samples off of Christmas albums because they kind of... You've heard the sounds all the time. But this one's great because I don't have this one. I have another. I have a couple other ones that are awesome, but this one I don't have. So thank you very much. Diplo, what was it like racing the Cornell track team? How did I race the Cornell track team? That was a weird... Yeah, we actually... 
lost that race but um we met these girls that were racers at the when i played at cornell and um in fact trini chris part of major laser was really a fast runner and uh he actually beat a couple of them but we lost in general they were uh, an ivy league team but yeah cornell track team definitely a loss to them but we tried our best we were kind of drunk diplo speaking of training and stuff did you actually go to school with vince carter i did he graduated right before i started but yeah mainland high school in daytona beach so he's a raptor so he's canadian he played in canada for a little while we still think of him as a canadian he's a nice guy he was a, he was a really good dunker i think he won the dunk contest one year didn't he has he come to any of your gigs or acknowledged you at all he doesn't know me at all or anything he was too busy hanging out with all the girls when i was in high school he was like four years older than me so but he was um he was great that he was like a star from from daytona beach that's kind of cool we had somebody diplo thinking about growing up in daytona etc sumero beach yeah new smyrna beach new smyrna beach i love the new smyrna beach I was curious about the bands when you were growing up. Do you remember Skiff Dank at all from Florida? Of course, Skiff Dank. Uh, good uh, ska band. How about Magadog? Magadog, I don't really remember. Maybe I was... Ladlad Park Hardcore? Maybe I remember them. Maybe I've been to some of the shows. We used to have shows in the churches around New Smyrna Beach. There's another group called Nature Kids that were from New Smyrna Beach that were pretty fun. They're like a rap hardcore band. What do you remember about Skiff Dank? Um, I remember the lead singer had a really cute girlfriend. I remember hanging out with her a couple of times. That was the only thing I remember. And he played the, the trombone. And they were a cool ska band. I guess if you like punk ska, yeah, they were pretty cool. They're up there with like the hippos or skank and pickle. I don't know. I don't really know my punk ska anymore, but yeah. Daytona Garage Rock, the Nightcrawlers. I love them. Uh, what's their little their big hit? Little Black Egg. Black and is it true that you sold their 7-inch for $400? It's true. Uh, I sold it to a dealer, but my mother went to high school with those guys. Because they went to, uh, she went to Mainland. One of the, I think she went to New Smyrna Beach or Mainland High School. But yeah, she remembers them playing some of her parties when she was uh, in high school. So did you take it from your mom's collection and then sell it? No, she only listened to like gospel and country music. I don't know where I found that. I found it like a thrift shop or something in New Smyrna Beach. They, they got 400 bucks for it? Yeah, you can still get that. They reissued it now, so it's probably not as much, but I got. I used to sell records and I got that one for a lot of money. Daytona Garage Rock. One of the only good ones. I love that you rep Gatona, Daytona Garage Rock. I love it. I love all everything from Florida. I love it. I support it. And I thought, I got to give you some more Florida, Daytona Garage Rock. I got this comp here for you. Florida, Psychedelic States. Yes. And if you open it up right there to the annotated mark right there, there's a group there called the Two Thirds and another one called the Hungry Eyes from Daytona Beach. I never knew there was another cool band from Daytona besides this, these guys. In the K- Hungry Eyes. And look what they're posing in their promo pic. Yeah. In Snow. How did that happen? They were on tour. Oh, okay. Have you thought about doing that sort of thing? Going on tour? I've been thinking about it, but I like... And posing in the snow. Um, I was thinking about posing in the snow. I think I've done it before. I don't remember. So here are two garage groups from Daytona, the two-thirds and the hungry eyes that you can tackle in your sampling. Maybe there, maybe there might be more still, but... I'm, I'm into all these I'm into all these kind of bands so there might be some awesome sounds on here I'm thinking also as we to people as well because like Florida had such a great garage scene in the 60s I think Florida had it because they had a bunch of young people just like you know as well as like Michigan and some other places that are kind of depressing we had a good garage scene in the 60s what was Pinnip Science Diplo? Pinnip Head Science that was my first rap group it might have been around this time, actually. I was in a rap group in Florida. This is when I lived in Fort Lauderdale with uh, two other people, System D128, my friend Aerolex, and we had a rap group that you could find on SoundCloud. I was rapping and making beats, too. I made beats on a little tiny sampler. And you'd buy, like, garage rock records during the day, and then you'd play them at the gig that night and sample over them, like, instant? Yeah, we did everything on a cassette tape, I think, because we, we didn't have anything to burn CDs or mini discs or anything back then. But I think you could, in Florida, you could easily just go out to thrift stores and in flea markets and find so much music you know because people just go there and just die and leave all the music around their instruments and things so flea markets in florida are great what is the most you've paid for for an lp um up to like 300 400 never got too crazy but like a lot of like rock and roll or like i like a lot of uh weird jazz music you know i think nucleus was one of the records one uh ian carr record i bought for like 350 dollars. oh gandalf I think I, I found a copy of that. It's another psychedelic rock record. I bought that, but I found a couple, a couple copies of it too afterwards. But I think I paid like two hundred fifty dollars for that. McKenna's place. That's a is that a, that's a crappy restaurant in New Smyrna Beach. It is indeed. Yeah. My mother goes there because that's we don't have a TGI Fridays yet. Where, what do you have there? The fish tacos. 
Um, we don't have they have fish tacos now. They must have changed the menu. I used to have the fish and whatever. I think we just ordered like a they have this fake blooming onion thing that they make. I don't really know. My mother loves it. It's next to Sears, so she goes and gets her stuff repaired, and we go to McKenna's late night. And Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel's everywhere in Florida, but you know, I try. The only good thing I really go to in my neighborhood down near Smyrna is we have a good we have a good uh, Chick Fil A next to Publix. That's pretty nice. So you're not too big on the crappy restaurants then. I mean, I'm into Waffle House too. Occasionally, I might go to, to WeHo. Have a little. That's like our Tim Hortons of Florida. I love a little Waffle House. Now, Miami Base is important to Diplo, isn't it? I love Miami Base. I've always been a huge fan. Collected it. Freestyle Miami Base. Um, Miami Electro. Everything from Magatron to Two Live Crew, Pony Jam, Pony Express. What can you tell me about the pioneer of Miami Base? One of them, Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Awesome, awesome artwork as well. He's actually from Orlando, but he represents Miami really hard. And he was one of the. He's actually still out there DJing because he plays. He actually migrated from like ghetto bass stuff to more uh, kind of like electro bass, and he's still out there. He was like with DJ Icy and the Orlando guys. But Florida is so great because it has so much electro and bass music, and I grew up with all this stuff. These records are awesome. Magic Mike. Also, what can you say to the people about Clay D? Clay D. I like Missy Miss. I have this record, too. I don't know really Clay D. I think I have this record, but I don't really know much about it. It's oh, you relate to it. I do relate to it. I love the artwork. I love Missy Miss. There's, I, I, what can you tell the people what Missy missed? There's acapella on this. Yeah, there, well, there's like dance instrumentals. See? And this is an acapella sample. I actually used this in, in a song before. But she's so cool. Look how, look how just happy she is. Just dancing on speakers and stuff. Now, here's another Miami baser that I know you know, Gigolo Tony. I love Gigolo Tony, and um, I don't have this record, though. Look at him on the back, too. Whoa, whoa, he's going in. We can tell the people about Gigolo Tony. He did Smurf Rock at one time, but what do you know about Gigolo Tony from the Miami Bass Department? Um, I know that he did do Smurf Rock. That's his biggest record. It's not on this, though. But um, he was just cool. I mean, I think he just, look at him. He just was going in and looking cool. And uh, that's cool. Look at him. He's got BMW and other thing on his car. Have you had a chance to meet any of these legends or pioneers like when you're doing stuff? You know, you're bigging up Miami Bass. Have you met any of them? I met Luke before. He played at Grand Central. I think one night I met Luke Skywalker. I met Trick Daddy. He's not really Miami Bass, but I consider him part of that scene. And uh, no, I not really met a lot of those guys because uh, I think I was kind of into the tail end of it when I lived in Fort Lauderdale, Miami. And then now they're just all gone, kind of. I don't know where they are anymore. There's no end to the supply of Miami Bass records, is there? Because they're always singles. Like these, This one's an album, but this is a single, and they, all, they just kept coming out. And now all of them are always on Luke Records at Pandisc as well. Diplo, what about the compilations of Miami Bass that's out there? Miami Bass Wars, Miami Bass Express, and Miami Bass Machine. Have you seen these around at all? These are all good records, and these are more like instrumental Miami Bass records. While you have this kind of stuff, would be considered like... Like ghetto style Miami bass records. This is more like dance and stuff like this. And these records are mainly to check the bass in your car, and for guys just to listen to bass. They're just like this is like the original dubstep. You just listen, you just put this in your car and just sat there and you just listen to the bass shake your car up, which is kind of awesome. Have they appeared in any of your records, or is anybody sampling them? Um, I sampled you know with Bucky Dungun we sampled DJ Battery Brian uh, Volt Mix, which is famous. Everybody sampled that in Brazil, but um. I don't know, let me see what's on these. I sampled a lot of Megatron sub bass kicks before I found my own nice 808s. What happened to Megatron? A good question. Well, I don't know. Do you know? No, I'd like you to track him down. I will. I will look, I will look him up on Facebook. And we're here with Diplo in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Vancouver. Uh, Diplo, I was curious. Your friend Dewey, what did he steal from Disneyland? Oh, man, he stole... Uh, he actually worked at downtown Disneyland, and he actually stole... Uh, I think he stole records. Loads of records from the Barnes and Nobles there, and he got caught, and he was working there, and they just kicked him out of the whole the whole Disney. He couldn't go anywhere in Disney anymore after that, so I feel kind of bad for him. Do you ever go to the Holy Land Experience or Splendid China, those alternate no. theme parks? I've been to Gatorland a couple times, but uh, Holy Land Experience was pretty weird. I don't think anybody went to that. I've seen pictures of it. The Jesus theme park. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, though. It has dinosaurs and stuff, like Jesus riding them and things. So, yeah, I haven't been there. How about the shuttle launches? you go to any of those? When I was a younger guy, I went to see a couple shuttle launches. I actually got a Challenger... Challenger shuttle tattooed here because uh, I was young and I actually saw the uh, Challenger explode when I was in school. Pretty weird. Like you were watching it live on TV? Like, yeah, just watching it on TV and you're like a little kid and just poosh. Do you know anybody else that saw it live, like actually at the launch pad too? No, no. We, we live pretty far from there. We live like an hour from there. Yeah. What is... Th- probably gone outside and seen it though, to be honest. 
Diplo Daytona Strip Clubs, the Shark Lounge. Have you been there? Been to Shark Lounge. I think there's another one called Pink Pony. Molly Brown's Diamond Dolls. That one's good because that's right next to the only kind of like bar place where you would sell drugs next is Molly Brown's and then next to that is Razzles so I've been to Molly Brown's a couple times has your music been played in them? probably not that's pretty much you get a lot of hair metal at Molly Brown's it's not really a place for turning up and shout out to at DJ Mom One yeah she used to be famous on Twitter and Facebook I met Sky Ferreira through my mother she was like a friend of hers on Facebook. A lot of people were like, she, my, her top friends were like me back in the day, MIA. And then I had like, Jai Paul was friends with her on, on Facebook. She just met all these people and they were like, I know your mom on Facebook. And now she plays Mafia Wars. So if you want to find her on Facebook, she's still there. DJ Mom One, I think is her name. Diplo, I have a gift for you. Some rare bird. Oh, yes. Because you sampled them, didn't you? Sampled the hell out of it, which I didn't clear. So th- Not this particular record, though. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful scars on This one is it. No. What can you tell the people about rare bird? I don't know. Cool anything, cover. I don't know anything about the band, but they had this lead singer who had like a female voice, and I loved it, and I sampled it, because back then, you could just EQ all the bass out of the records. And if you listen to my record, it was called uh, Summer's Gonna Hurt You, and I sampled that rare bird. Diplo, thank you, the American-Ukrainian Citizens Association. I love them. The UAAC. That was in Philly. Yeah, in Philadelphia. They, they had a big church with a big golden top, and they let me rent their bar. And we started our first party there called Holotronics about 10 years ago. And that was the first, that was my first start DJing. I like, Who was the Ukrainian guy that sponsored you? Because didn't you befriend a Ukrainian guy? Please explain that. Uh, Frank or Fred or something. He, and he had, and actually to get become a member, because I'm not actually Ukrainian, I had to work there, like do manual labor. I had to fix the roof, had to sweep stuff. And um, I, got, I became a member. It was like a social club. It was like, the, like something like... Uh, Soho House but for Ukrainian people that live in Philly and uh, we just rented a church but to rent it you had to become a member and I had to be fake Ukrainian for about two years so you can't give a shout out to the guy that started it all he passed away I can't remember his name though Frank or Fred or do you know his name no I don't but your girlfriend your ex-girlfriend she deserves some credit too because you were inspired by her 80s party at Silk City oh, Lily White yeah definitely DJ Lily White who lives in LA now Awesome DJ. I used to go to her parties. I was like, I can play this electro, whatever music. And I started playing that. And we did Holotronics. So big shout out DJ Lily White. She was awesome. Back to Philly. The J&J Trestle Inn. Yeah. It's another good strip club. Uh, I think it's got like one pole and like two. It only has two dancers at any time. And they make this drink called the Eagle Juice, which is green. I don't know what's in it, but it gets you pretty fucked up. And you maybe were going to buy it? There was that rumor? I was thinking about it because I was going to buy it because the, li- the liquor license was worth more than the place itself. But, um... Thank God I didn't, and because uh, I would be stuck with this crappy strip club in Philly. But um, big shout out, trust. I was a good place to go and just, you know, you know, forget your worries and have fun with the one fat stripper. How about for cheesesteak, Jim Gino's? Um, I say Pat's or Gino's. There's another good Ishka Bibbles is really great too. That's what everybody kind of likes. And there's one down in South, down in South Philly, but I don't remember the name that everybody tells me I should go get. What are the differences? Like there's you know Jim's, Gino's, Pat's. What are the differences in the cheesesteaks? I'm just curious. I don't think there's a difference. I think Gino's is like not as racist as Pat's, and that was like the only difference. They had, and then one of them has more more lights, but they're both pretty the same thing. You can only eat one cheesesteak every month. You get sick after you know it tastes so good. But you just can't eat anything normal for like a day. So, big shout out to Pat's and Gino's. All the Philly cheesesteaks, everybody in Philly, big shout out. We have met once before. We did meet once before in Vancouver. And here's the evidence right here. Me, you, and... Oh, I was going to print this for you. Me, you, and... M.I.A. No, I was curious. In this photo here in the background, we see some food, yeah. some organic chips. What sort of food does M.I.A. like? Well, she had a Snickers bar in this one, and if you can see it, we had a little bit of white wine, a red wine, and I think we had some Hennessy. But um, was I even in this? Was I answering questions too? No, you were in the other room interviewing Craftwork. You said that I day. I was. I was. I was writing a story for for Fader Magazine about Craftwork, which never got printed. But I got to talk to them. But I got to get in a picture. She called me up when I got this photo, so I was technically in an Art War interview once before. Is this evidence of MIA food back here? Yeah, she loves to mix Snickers and Tostitos and make like a Snickers Tostito like grab bag that she just and she mixes it with the salsa and just drinks it like a smoothie before her shows. Now, speaking of MIA, how much money did the Clash make for Paper Planes? They made uh, they made a lot of money because we sold a lot of that record, but they made they made a good fifty percent. 
it's the Clash. So, and big shout out to Clash. I just actually met them recently. and Worked with them on another record. That's awesome. So, did they thank you at all? They did because they had, they did pretty good from that record. And they sent me a nice gift box for Christmas. Like they have this boom box that they're selling right now that has all their albums and a bunch of artwork. So, big shout out to uh, Mick and Paul from the Clash. Now, also, Paper Planes. Did these guys, Rex and Effects, get any money? We didn't give them money because I changed it just enough to where we didn't have to pay them. But it's definitely we definitely ripped off this hook as well. All I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom, which changed it to some gunshots and some screams. But it was kind of a mashup record. So big shout out to Rex and Effects. So I still play this record a little bit. And Pharrell's on there too. He produces there. He's like a, he's like somewhere in here as a as a writer. I remember that. Yeah. But you don't owe him anything then. No, no, no. But Pharrell's my friend. We did some other stuff now. That's really cool. You ever ask him about those days at all? No, but I imagine he must have been so young back then. He must have been like 13 or 14 or 15 and just in the studio in Virginia just helping with beats. So that's cool. Diplo, here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yes. Now, what's interesting is the Harlem Shake. Right. Oh. Right over there. Oh. Could we please pan to Matt from Expendable Youth? Here he is, Matt. Now, Matt from Expendable Youth, is it true that Matt from Expendable Youth discovered Bauer? Did he? Did you discover Bauer? I don't know. Ask him. Bauer. It might. It could have been because it might have been from Bauer from Matt. Okay, definitely it went from Bauer to Matt to Paul Devro to me a little bit. But I think Bauer discovered himself. <laughs> he might have woke up one day and it was like, I am Bauer. Can you please introduce him again, please? Once again, we have Bauer over there in the back next to Paul Devro's mother. This yeah. is very interesting. And Paul Devro right there yeah. as well. Paul Devro from Vancouver. From Vancouver, who you met on BBS Systems in the 90s. We met through BBS and also from uh, eBay. We were eBay uh, beef. We used to sell eBay records together and uh, or against each other. It was him and Rory, then Finest as well, from Toronto. And then we kind of met each other that way and just traded music, and we just kept in touch. But back to Harlem Shake and its Vancouver origins now. I understand that Matt over there yeah. discovered Bauer, right? Yes, he did. Uh, I don't know if you could say that. And then send the link to... Paul Devereaux. Paul Devereaux, and then to you. Eventually, I heard it. Now, back to Harlem Shake. I want to acknowledge the Vancouver creation of it. Right over there, we have Matt. We have Matt. Now, is it true, Matt, you discovered Bauer on YouTube? SoundCloud. Okay, so we have some acknowledgement right there. He did admit it. And then, what did Matt do when he discovered... He must have said right away, Paul Devereaux's got to hear this now. And then Paul Devereaux was right there and heard it. And then Paul Devereaux sent it to me. But no, what about Bauer? Bauer always gets left out. Yeah. I just put it on the internet. That's all I did. <laughs> and then it's been on the internet this whole time. He was there too, yes. So this is the chain of command. So it's, there's more Vancouver people right now in that line than there are anybody else. You'd be surprised at how much stuff that happens in my life comes back to Vancouver. So Harlem Shake from Vancouver that's where it all started exactly Harlem Shakes began in Vancouver at Matt's house and further evidence of this goes on right here we have this from Social Flow it's a little indicator here of how the Harlem Shake all started do you see that wow it's like a galaxy a Harlem Shake galaxy and check what's in the middle right there Diplo and Bauer and Major Lazer and Matt Decent and Beatport got a little shout out in there and then uh, Jamaican Rappers Beatport? No, Beatport doesn't get in there. It's a data visualization. Yeah. But again, who's missing? Matt and Paul Devereaux. Well, Paul Devereaux is, I'd say, a humongous chunk of Mad Decent. So he's part of that. So he's kind of in there by default. You love the rhythms. What can you say about the different rhythms that are out there? For instance, the Muslim rhythm. Have you heard of the Muslim rhythm at all? I I don't know this rhythm, but uh, it looks like Blacka was part of it. I know him. There's so many great rhythms out there, aren't there? This is by Scada. He passed away this year. Philip Burrell. And uh, Sly and Robbie played on it. For people that don't know about rhythms, how did it work? Like, they have all these crazy names and stuff, don't they? Yeah, basically rhythms are somebody like Sly and Robbie or Scada or, you know, I'd say, uh, I guess, there's a lot of other producers now. Don Corleone. They'll make an instrumental version of a song and they'll have a friend come over and voice it and then their friend will, a friend will voice it and then the big star might voice it and something might buzz and everybody wants to voice the record. So you have 10 to 20 versions of the same instrumental but all different songs. 
and this used to happen all through the 90s and the 80s and uh, it kind of stopped happening now because people do original songs in Jamaica but this is an awesome culture and the artwork was amazing and I think Major Lazer was very influenced by a lot of the artwork from all these old rhythms from the 90s I love the song you do, Fruit Juice. Oh, Fruit Juice by Snoop Lion. By Snoop Lion, and it has the sling tang on it, doesn't it? The under to me sling tang. Under me sling tang. I can keep this. I'm not sure. Ah. This one's really cool. Yeah, we sampled that. We actually, um, actually, that song is actually a sample from a uh, Casio keyboard. So it doesn't really belong to anybody. It's a preset. It's like called Rock and Roll Drums. They made the whole rhythm out of it, sling tang. When you were in Jamaica, who was the guy in the closet at the Tough Gong Studios? There was a oh. guy living in the closet. His name was, Ch- Ch- I think it was Chang, which is a pretty generic name, but his name was Chang. And he's like this um, Malaysian guy that Bob Marley met in England when he was recording. And he loved the guy so much, and he started smoking weed with the guy. The guy was like an engineer, and he brought him back to Jamaica and like ruined his life and became like, became like a weed addict and just lives in... Tough Gong's closet fixing speakers all day and I interviewed him a little bit and um, he just decided one day he just got up from Malaysia and just now he lives in Jamaica and his whole life is there in the closet of Tough Gong. No more engineering at all? He fixed the speakers. In fact, we broke a speaker and he, we brought it to him and he just came out of the closet like he had a bed there and everything and just fixed the speaker and I don't know. He just If you ever want to be, find something weird, go to Tough Gong. Every closet's got a weird thing and going. And you can see him in Reincarnated, the movie. He's in the Reincarnated. I didn't watch the whole movie yet but I guess he is. So big shout Chang. Very unique Malaysian guy. Did you get to go to Tivoli Gardens at all with Snoop? We, I've been there before to shoot stuff, but not during that set, not during that uh, that documentary. No. There were amazing guys with dreads, like hair, like wool. What can you say about that? Once, well, Snoop was obsessed with the, uh, the the old school Rosses. He thought that their dreads were like amazing, and their beards, and he just thought like they were just. He really was inspired by all the Rosses from from inside Kingston. And I think you know, there's a lot of culture that he got to experience when he was there. And Daz can do backflips? It's crazy. He did, he looks out of shape and crazy, but he just is flipping all over the beach the whole time. I couldn't believe it. What's it like at record stores in Jamaica? Because I understand they don't really like the past. Like, do you ever come across any cool old school ska like no. Byron Lee? Well, I think this were made for pretty much European audiences. Like Byron Lee was, uh, he was just, they kind of like had this kind of fun, happy ska, rock steady stuff. And this was kind of made by, this was kind of really promoted in England and stuff. And you know, in Europe, they, had, they want to have breakout hits there, but... You don't really find a lot of old records in Jamaica. You don't have records at all. I went to this one shop that I went to that actually, I guess a lot of people in Jamaica don't realize they can just find MP3s. So there was like anything from Carly Simon to like the Eagles on record. And this guy would made money by just recording the records onto CDs for them. But I guess they paid more money than they could just buy those songs on CD now. But, but there wasn't much vintage stuff. Like you were hoping to find some cool rhythms or something like that, or forty fives, because they don't really like it. Do they? It just gets destroyed. Well, there's a, there was the last record plant that I was that I visited was in Penthouse, the records the record uh, pressing plant, and um, I recorded Busy Signal there, and they still press records until this year. A Japanese guy bought the whole pressing plant and t- took it out of there. So that's the last one that I know of. That's pretty cool, though, because the pressing plants look amazing. The way they look so old school, look identical to do it in the 60s. Well, well, no one's actually, yeah, it's the same ones. No one's actually making new records there. A few here and there. Some people might go there and make them. But for the most part, those record plants were just, they're just like crazy stuff everywhere. Like the old dubs and the old acetates and just things lying on the ground everywhere. It's crazy to go visit. You're just like, what's going on? Diplo, winding up here, I want to ask you some more Florida stuff. Right here, DJ Uncle Al. What can you tell people about Uncle Al? Uncle Al was so amazing because everything Uncle Al did was like 160 BPMs. He was so fast, so insane. And um, can I have this? Maybe not. That might be an art personal copy. Okay, because I love anything Uncle Al. I, he, he passed away really young, like when he was like 28 or something. But um, we play a lot of these records when, we're, when we play in Miami. And another thing I want to ask about, what about the early 2 Live crew? Are you into the early pre-Luke 2 Live crew? I didn't know that. There was a, a really a lot of... When they were from California. You know, they are from California. I didn't know. I didn't know that at all. This is news to me. Wow. From Hollywood, California. Was it still bass music? Interesting enough, on Macola Records, which was actually started by a Canadian. Oh, so it all comes back to Canada. And another group from Florida? El Trim. A I bunch of females. I know this girl really well. What can you say to people about El Trim? El Trim had a big hit called Cars That Go Boom. This girl is still like a promoter in New York. She's actually Haitian and I met her a couple times. She works at a club there and she's like a DJ. What's her name? But they're awesome. They're kind of like in that salt and pepper vein, girly, bass, electro music. Really cool record though. What was it like playing the world's biggest paint party? 
Oh, that's actually tomorrow. Oh, I thought you've already played it. Wait, I've done a couple of them for, for Day Globe, but tomorrow's like the big one. They're playing at Dolphins Stadium. Just get bigger and bigger and bigger. What are they like, though? People, a bunch of kids going crazy, throwing paint on each other and listening to obnoxious, loud music. So. And there's Holy Ship, too. That's also the next month. I'll be there, too. And I noticed some pictures from Holy Ship. They look pretty wild. There were some mad decent fans there with stickers over there, <clears throat> private parts. Well, we do uh, a scavenger hunt. And I think I don't know what it was I didn't really sign it up But uh, there's a lot of people A lot of people are naked On that boat To be honest Yeah But you had the decent stickers Like you were smart though Because yeah. people had to cover up For the photos officially They, they did And I had them ready So what about playing Bora Bora Club In Venezuela Oh was that the one I did last week In, in Barquisi Meta yeah. yeah that was awesome it was kind of hard keeping track of what you did last week. It's pretty hard. I don't know. The last two months have been pretty crazy, but Barquise Mezzo was weird because everybody said, don't go to Venezuela. And we had to take a car from Caracas to Bar. It was like eight hour drive through the mountains. And, uh, but it was awesome. Like kids knew our records. I couldn't believe that they knew all the records that we were making as major laser. Have you met any politicians, kids at all, like Bush kids or Clinton kid? I've met. I've met some politicians, kids and not, not any of the Bush's kids or Chelsea. Maybe I'm, I don't know if I met her. Maybe she's the, the, the biggest paint party. How about on airplanes and stuff, Diplo? Have you sat beside anybody interesting? Because you're traveling all the yeah. time. I sit by a lot of people interesting. I'm sat by this guy who man. I'm sat by like a boxing manager that manages uh, Manny Pacquiao once, like recently. Maybe I sat next to a politician. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I did. But I can't remember the story now. Going to refresh my memory. Are you in first class? <laughs> I was in first class, but I can't, I remember I sat next to somebody, but I can't remember now. I sat next to so many people. In business class. Have you ever gone on the airplane and you're not in first class and said, okay, I'm not going to do the gig? No, today was pretty bad. Me and Skrillex were working on the plane and we were in Alaska Airlines and there was a totally empty business class and we just begged and they couldn't. They gave us free wine. So I got pretty drunk. So you were in one seat, Skrillex was in the other and it was somebody in the middle and you're both in your laptops? Yeah, no, this is an old uh, woman from Fiji next to us and we had to, we had to help her. Uh, we had to, we had to last people got the plane because no one was there to help her up so we had to help her get her bags off and stuff Skrillex is really nice like that Diplo winding up here the roots of Bounce Cameron Paul what can you say about Cameron Paul the roots of Bounce he did the Brown Beat yeah well Brown Beat as well as Trigger Man are the two main drum beats that are in all Bounce records so I didn't know it was like uh, I didn't know this was the record though that Brown Beat was on like that a, is not the actual record, but that's his label, though yeah. the mix it label. But it's amazing because those those drums you just can't repeat them. They're so they're so thick and amazing. So I love that that record. Brown. And Diplo still going over a whole bunch of records here with you. I want to ask you about these it's right here. Oh, I love this record. Jam on it. I love Nucleus. Um, I think Nucleus and Planet Patrol are two of my favorite just groups of all time there's, there's, the music was so amazing they were so complex some songs were like 14 minutes long they really were influenced by I think like the early Kraftwerk stuff Seven ninety nine. what did you pay for yours? I think I got you can get this for like 50 cent in Florida this record's everywhere jam on it amazing record you wanna go to the next one? Boogie Down Bronx one of my favorite producers of all time is Man Parish as well as Mantronics anything from like New York in the electro scene there is I love it um, I sampled this melody once there's like a breakdown and uh, for Major Lazer, and then MC Shy D who had an amazing voice always screamed MC Shy D and uh, I don't know this record though but I love MC Shy D great artist from Miami Diplo have you heard of there's twerk CDs now have you seen like there's twerk CDs twerk complications there's a, there's a twerk complication and there's uh, I, I was on I'm on one I think is Bauer on one too do you have a song on no not yet there's one I've seen one it's called twerk hits it's a Target. You can buy it. Lastly here, winding up with Dip. Low. Winding up with Dip. Low. Dip Low, on your rider, lastly here, you like Mount Olive Dill Pickles? Uh, yeah, we, I had that on there. It's kind of a joke because there's a tour manager that had an ulcer and he needed a Dill, dill Pickles. An 83 G.I. Joe? I got that once. I actually got that. You requested it? I've requested it all the time and someone actually got it for me. And it's like a $100 G.I. Joe. And is there a major laser Rasta dinosaur doll? I don't know about dinosaurs. There's a couple dolls. There's a couple cool ones. We did one with a kid robot, and then we also did one with some guy that made a green one. I don't know what it was. And you're definitely into dolls then? I like dolls a little bit, you know. I'd like to get you a gift lastly here that will top them all. Right here, it's in this little towel for you to unwrap right here for you. This is a special doll gift. A gift? What is it? Oh, it's... Is it 
It's Gigi Allen. Gigi Allen, 1989, with poop. With poo poo, because he used to poop on stage. Some and you love the Gigi, don't you? I love Gigi Allen because he just was everything punk, the most punk of punks. This is it right here, Gigi Allen. You can't get more punker than him. He pooped on stage. Well, thanks so much, Diplo. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Just big shout out to Nardwar. Thanks for meeting me twice or one and a half times. And uh, thank you for Vancouver. Great city. Responsible for the Harlem Shake. Exactly. Well, thanks so much, Diplo. Keep on rocking in the free world and do, 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 do. Do, do. You're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there, Snoop Lion with Fruit Juice, produced by Diplo. And before that, an interview with Diplo. Coming up on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, I'm going to play some more Diplo-related music. I'm going to play something now by Missy Mist, Getting Bass from 19... 19- 1989 some miami bass from 1989 and then gonna play something by another diplo flave gigolo tony smurf rock on the nardwar the human serviette radio show
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. Gigolo Tony stops right there with uh, Schmurf Rock. And before that, Missy Mist with Geddon Bass. Both Miami bass artists as chosen by Diplo. And earlier there was an interview I did with Diplo on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. Right now, going to end the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with a bunch of tunes, including something by the Dune Rats. The Dune Rats from Brisbane, Australia, who are playing tonight at the Media Club. We're going to hear from the Dune Rats stoner pop. And right after that, we're going to play something else that was brought up during the interview with Diplo. Yes, blame it all on Diplo. And tune out if you're easily offended, because coming up, we're going to hear some G.G. Allen from the Hated soundtrack. And then we're going to play something called Selling America, if time will allow. That also includes references to... Canada. So right now, to end the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show, here's Dune Rats with Stoner Rock, who again are playing tonight an early show at the Media Club. The Dune Rats from Brisbane, Australia. Ah! <laughs> 
hopefully in a hundred years people will look back at Gigi and and say, well, he's the one that started this whole, you know, rebellion and you know, and this whole war, and that's why rock and roll has come back around and evolved and gotten to be rock and roll again, you know. Everybody knows that I'm a skunk man. They won't come and see me in this time. Everyone's afraid of what might happen to them, or if they'll even get out of there alive. Some fucking in the corner skip to me. Talking about the way I look and smell I guess he doesn't know That I'm the outlaw scumbag Someone ought to warn him Before I knock him straight to hell Because everybody knows That I'm a scumbag I like slumps and whores and I don't You can say just what you want to say about me But if I hear you, I might just go knock you off your chair Cause I like to drink whiskey by the gallon I live on peanut butter sandwiches, I don't care I spent some nights in jail In this old country Everybody hates me And I just don't fucking care Because everybody knows that I'm a skunk man They won't come and sit in my life Everyone's afraid of what might happen to them Or if they'll even get out of their alive The dynamic speech which you are about to hear was made before an audience of 1,800 junior achievers in Bloomington, Indiana at their 23rd annual conference. And the following introduction of the speaker was made by Miss Mim Harris, the conference vice president. Mr. Richard DeVoe, our speaker for tonight, is president of Amway Corporation. He began his business like you. He started selling in 1959. There were two partners in a basement. Today, there are 75,000 in the United States of America and 5,000 free enterprisers in Canada are making their living and their future by selling the needs of their fellow man. Like you, Richard DeVos had an idea. He was Grand Rapids Fund Chairman last year, topping all goals for the past 10 years. He is JA President this year in Grand Rapids. He is the kind of guy who comes back early from a vacation to boost JA. Last year, Amway's fast-growing army of 80,000 independent distributors sold $36 million worth of nearly 100 products in the United States and $2 million in Canada. Mr. DeVos has proven free enterprise is very much alive today. In the past seven years, he showed thousands how to succeed. He came here today to tell you how you can make opportunity work for you. Here is Richard DeVos, a red-blooded achiever. Fellow achievers, Fellow Americans, Canadian friends from the North, it's an honor to be with you tonight to share a few thoughts about the great system that makes both of these countries the most prosperous on earth. Before, however, I build you up too much, because you see, you are the tops in junior achievement. You're here because what you've done, you're proven achievers and performers, 
I would like to give you a little quiz. It goes like this. What I want to know is before you go out to rebuild the world, have you learned how to clean up your bedroom? Now, is that a bad question? I don't know. Some of those things begin at home. I have another question for you as a part of the quiz. What is a dropout from a dairy farm? That's an, that is a... Uh, a dropout from a dairy farm is known as an utter failure. Pretty tough questions, aren't they? Now, you want another one? Do you know how they get water in watermelons? They plant them in the spring, friend, and you're just a little slow on that one. Since you're all so bright, do you know that most people who favor birth control have already been born? Like the girl says, is my dress too short? And the fellow says, it's either too short or you're not in it far enough. No, I... <laughs> I noticed all of you are wearing the new short haircut. And I was reminded, I was in England not too long ago, and I watched some of these crazy gooks with their long hair bitch, you know. And really, I saw one guy there, and he had actually parted his hair from ear to ear. You know, instead of this way, he combed some forward and some back instead of the normal way. I talked to him, and I said, that's the craziest I've ever seen. I said, well, you ever had any problem with a haircut like that? And he says, no, not normally. He says, although one time, he says, I went into a restaurant, and somebody came up and whispered in my nose. <laughs> and I have another little bit here for some of you who are contemplating marriage. Fella says, I never was a self-starter. He says, but it doesn't matter. I married a crank. <laughs> and so... So if some of you girls are going to marry a fellow who doesn't have the drive, you do. you got to remember, you got to turn the crank and keep the power supplied. if you heard that the way I said it, but I was, uh, I wasn't asked here to tell you jokes. By the way, I have one more. Do you know that science, science has proved that a single oyster can lay up to 50,000, 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 
can lay up to fifty thousand 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 can lay up